you've got to master leading yourself. So that's about self-discipline. That's about experience. That's about controlling your feelings. So you've got to lead yourself. From Wise Mentoring is the Wise Guys podcast, a show about accounting and bookkeeping practice owners and the many stories, lessons, and tips from their experience of transitioning from a time-poor practice to a business that runs without them. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Moving in um, into the actual recruitment process, um, to give some pointers around now that we, we've identified the team structure and the resource mix, Introduce into the conversation as well now, um, whether we hire onshore or offshore. Now, this isn't the the uh, forum to go too deep into the argument for or against it, guys. Um, we've got plenty of resources in the vault uh, on that topic. But if we if we are deciding to go down that path, we, a lot of the uh, hiring we've been helping doing recently is with offshore team members. Um, that's something that we need to take into consider as in consideration as well, Ed. Uh, absolutely. Um, the, the whole idea of um, of running your business efficiently um, and to to be able to make some profit and to be able to pay your staff a decent uh, wage and to be to remain competitive with your uh, competitors in terms of your fees. You know, everybody's got to win. Your clients have got to got to get the best uh, price for this, for your services. Your staff have to get paid really well. And um, and you've got to make a profit. So in the spirit of win-win-win, um, pushing the work, the, the work down to the lowest cost person uh, is the best way to achieve a win-win-win. So delegating, pushing the work down, and, of course, that, that means outsourcing. So for outsourcing, you know, the cost of the outsourcer is, you know, it's sometimes you know one one fifth of what you pay locally, and uh, and the savings you make from that can feed back into being able to pay your staff, your local staff, more money, and also remaining competitive with your pricing, and then you still make a decent uh, profit at the end of the day. So the spirit of 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 this is is to to run a proper business. And in order to run a proper business, you've got to be able to push the work down to the lowest cost person. So in an ideal situation, if you can push a, a high level uh, uh, product down to the lowest cost person would be the ideal situation. So in my situation with Trudy, who was my receptionist, and she became a senior client manager. So obviously her cost to me was was much less than me going out there and hiring someone with an MBA or a or a chartered accountant person. Uh, so that's in the spirit of you know, pushing the low level work down to, so a, a higher level work down to a low level uh, person, lo, low cost person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, outsourcing has got to be a, a, it's got to be a part of that solution and that, sure. you know, that, that business model. So whether we're uh, looking to uh, offshore, hey, Peter from Canada, great to have you with us. Uh, whether we're looking to uh, recruit offshore or onshore, Jamie, I want to talk about uh, now just some of the fundamentals of that recruitment process. Um, and again, I'll point everyone to where they can go on the vault to get more information on this as well, uh, to, to dive deeper on it. Um, identifying the best candidates, give us some of your best tips uh, on this section of the recruitment process. Yeah, thanks, Brent. Um, like, I guess the first thing to say is, yeah, a lot of the time is a fish can't see water and often the recruiter 
the owner of the firm um, is the fish and you can sort of go into this with rose-coloured glasses. Um, but so to sort of look through that and to see what, to see the truth, I suppose, is that um, every, what I found is every point of contact I've had with a candidate um, reflects your attitude. Um, so you've got some of those dot points there. So often the best candidates that I've found and helped firms found and worked with at Sky, they're always cooperative. Um, they're always cooperative. They respond really quickly. Um, any uh, any forms, any questionnaires I ask about what would their previous previous managers rate them, tell us about your, your previous two jobs that you had, go into detail, what were your strengths and weaknesses, um, uh, you know, why did you leave that job? Um, they In all those questions, they won't have a problem in answering uh, all those questions and they'll do it quickly. And with that process, um, you know, with technology these days, um, all the best candidates I come across, they're really um, efficient with technology. So whether it's, um, you know, email or whatever it may be, it, you can just see that they fly around the computer and they're good with technology. Um, they always show, you know, most of the time they'll show an attention to detail. So if you ask a particular question, um, you know, when did you start that job? When did you finish? When did you finish it? How many direct reports did you have? What was your salary? Um, all these questions, they'll answer all these um, revealing questions, and they'll answer it in precise, you know, usually precise detail. Um, okay. Often, often the candidates will ask good questions, Brenton. So they don't just come in sort of. Um, reactive, they come in with questions about your own firm. When did it start? How did you get where you are? Uh, where's your firm going? Um, they'll ask good questions about you. Um, so, you know, it's often um, uh, not what we see, you know, not what they don't ask, it's what they do ask because um, a lot of people will just sit there and not ask anything. <laughs> um, and you'll just get a general feeling that they're really passionate about trying to work for someone good. You know, they may have had a bad experience previously and they want to take a little bit more time or, or you know, go that bit further in their effort to, to find someone that's good to work for. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last one is they're organised. You know, they're, they're organised. Um, they show up on time in the interview um, and they just give you the whole impression that, um, uh, you know, they're organised and punctual and all that sort of thing and, um, you know, good manners, just the, just the basic little things. Um, yep. and. But I, I always think every interaction interaction you have with a candidate reflects their attitude. And their attitude is the most important thing because you cannot train, you cannot generally change someone's attitude. Um, and I've, I've said it before and I've seen it with, um, I think, one of one of the wise members in Ireland. Um, there was a chartered accountant and um, she came back to the firm owner, and you'll recall this, Brent, she said, oh, why do I have to do this test? Oh, I'm a chartered accountant. I don't, I don't need to do this test. <laughs> you know, uh-oh. <laughs> perfect, perfect indicator. <laughs> so, you know, attitudes, everything, that's a big part of it. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. If you liked this episode, please remember to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. For more practical, wise tips on how to build a business that runs without you, head over to wisementoring.com forward slash podcast to download a free copy of the Accountant's 20-Hour Workweek Playbook. We've included a link in the show notes below. See you on the next episode.